सरलभाषा संस्कृत सरस भाषा संस्कृत सरस सरल मनोज्ञमंगल देवभाषा संस्कृत मधुराषा संस्कृत मधुरमनोहरामृतुल्य भाषा संस्कृत Is this, is this on? Yes. Good morning, everybody. I've been asked to tell you what's about to happen. At one o'clock, there should be the first of our two talks, and this is by Madhurima Venkatan, who is going to speak, I believe, about the spoken Sanskrit movement. Then at two o'clock, there's a prasad meal. And then at three o'clock, I have been asked to speak, and my subject is an Englishman teaching Sanskrit to Hindu people, and various other things related to that. Thanks, everyone, for coming for the talk. Um, uh, at the beginning, uh, I have to make an unfortunate announcement that uh, our first speaker, Dr. Ram Vaidya. Uh, has been hospitalized uh, due to some complication. So um, uh, to uh, take the session, we have another eminent speaker. She has kindly stepped in to take his session. Her name is Madhurima Venkat, and she is uh, an esteemed Sanskrit scholar. And I would hand over uh, the mic for her to her to take the session. Thank you. Here to look at uh, Sanskritam as a spoken language. So the topic itself is a bit ironical here because when we say language, it is meant to be spoken. Bhashyate iti bhasha. So the manifestation of any language for that matter is when it is really spoken. And 
Samskritam definitely is has always been a spoken language for that matter. There can never be a point at which we can say that you know the language there was a script available and the language was not spoken. You know, so the fact that in fact it is the other way around for Samskritam because the Vedas the Vedas are also called as Shruti and Shruti means what we listen to it is heard so it's self-evident that the language has always been heard it's called the Shruti Parampara so it has always been a tradition where it has traveled from the teacher to the disciple it, it's always a Shruti Parampara that we have heard of and and that is why the Vedas are also called the Shruti and it was in fact even though the historians are, may come up with a date to indicate the beginning or the when, it, when the Vedas were written but to say that it was written um, can always be challenged because what we find is a Shruti Parampara and even Veda Vyasa is said to have only organized the Vedas and we don't believe that he has written the Vedas for us. So that is always uh, up, um, a, up to my belief to say what you know whether uh, to believe the time at which it was written <coughs> no if you can please <coughs> We need to think. Just to create a divide. But why should I give in to that divide? I should have risen up and said, Oh no, this, this is for me. I will be a Pandit. If I know the language, I will be a Pandit. Nobody is a born Pandit. I will become a Pandit. I will become a Purohit by learning or speaking this language which is so rich because with that language comes my culture Samskritam Samskriti is also there in Samskritam so the culture goes with the language unfortunately they both are integral we cannot take away this it's taking away the spirit of the culture if I don't speak of any culture, of any civilization, if I don't speak the language, I am taking away the culture of that language, of that community. And so we see that it has had an adverse effect on the culture, the culture deterioration, the education system has been deteriorated. So looking at all this, we uh, a Sanskrit scholar called 
Shri Chamo Krishna Shastriji, who is the founder of Samskrita Bharati, along with a few of his colleagues, came up with this vision of Speak Sanskrit movement, wherein they wanted to come up with an universally acceptable language, you know, to bring the communication, to bring all the communities together, to preserve the language. In Bharat, we find that we are all different. We speak different languages. We speak, uh, we, we follow different uh, traditions, customs, but we are essentially one. And what is that one binding factor that that unites us is language. Majority, if we say, if I go to a place where somebody speaks my mother tongue, I connect to them immediately. If in, in a group, suppose there are people, some of us speaking Hindi, some of us speaking Gujarati, some of us speaking Marathi, we find there will be groups. People connect like this within seconds because language connects. I identify with another individual based on the language that I speak because the language comes out of me, out, of, uh, out from within me, the language. So I connect so much, I connect so well to that person. So just imagine a society where all of us being our own, speaking our own mother tongue, there is this other universal language which is the mother of my, mo my mother tongue. If I speak that language, that language is going to connect me to everybody, irrespective of the place, the, your, the, your mother tongue or where you belong to, the nothing. There is no barrier. If there is a language which we all can speak. So this is the vision behind Sanskrit Bharati, the organization and the visionary Sri Chamukrishna Shastriji to come up with such a vision for the benefit of the whole world. A society, it's so beautiful to even imagine that when everybody will be speaking like in this language and all of us will connect to each other and work for the well-being of the world and my own self. So, Samskrita Bharati, it evolved. This, this Speak Sanskrit movement started in 1981. And that is what evolved into Samskrita Bharati, a non-profit organization to revive Sanskritam in 1995. It became a national level organization. The main vision was to promote the study of Sanskritam and to make it accessible to all sections of the society. To coordinate with the work, the coordinate the work with Sanskrit institutes worldwide for a more effective and rapid spread of Sanskritam. This is the main mission of the organization. I will now give a small uh, demo session of what we do in uh, the spoken Sanskrit 
uh, classes. Yeah. It's afternoon and I can see most of us are feeling a bit <laughs> sleepy before. Yeah, it's, the sun. it's the sun as well, yeah. But let's let's have an interactive uh, session where um, I could do without the mic, but will I be audible if at the end? Yeah. Use the mic. Because I'd like to come walk. Get the mic with you. They don't have this entry mic. Come and learn Sanskritam. They have around thousand children learning Sanskritam in Balakendrams in the US. There is a the distance learning program which is doing very well. Uh, the one that I explained. And um, there is a program called Sanskrit as a foreign language that happens uh, that that is uh, being conducted in the US. This is a three-year program and it provides a, uh, for high school students to learn Sanskritam as part of their high school foreign language requirement. So which is a big um, achievement, I should say. And they have a campus Sanskritam network as well. So that is about USA. And um, UK, here we have um, we have successfully completed 10 residential shibirs. Last year was our 10th residential shibir. We do it in Leicester. It is uh, normally done during the weekends, uh, Easter weekend. Um, and we have every year it has been ranging from 50 to 70, has been the average participation in these shibirs. So it's. Um, full packed, the 20 hours that they do over 10 days, we try to put that, give it in a capsule for you over these 4-5 days, uh, just uh, as much as you can grasp though. <laughs> so please do try and um, mark your diaries and get in touch with us to get more information on when we have these uh, and if you are able to attend that will be the best. Uh, atmosphere to start learning the language or to learn more if you are already into learning the language. So Leicester is our main center here. We have um, um, sessions on Skype as well. We help people who come for those shibits to pursue further through sessions on Skype. Uh, we help them through the distance learning program. So there are uh, people who have completed uh, all the four levels here and uh, we have uh, a team of at least five teachers who can teach. So UK can do still better but yeah, so that's the statistics about uh, how the organization has performed in all the three places. So thank you all for uh, giving Samskrita Bharati the opportunity to come and speak uh, in English, unfortunately. <laughs> we would love to speak in Samskritam with all of you. 
uh, probably that will that will soon be the case the book club i am sure i hope uh, all the members of the book club will start conversing in sanskritam and we will have a proper uh, sanskrita sambhashana session here in the mandir i hope and all the best uh, to the indic book club and thank you once
That was a very interesting talk about the spoken Sanskrit movement, and I hope some people will take up that study. Uh, after the prasad, at three o'clock, I shall be talking about how I came to the study of Sanskrit, which is not so self-evident, seeing as I was born in England and born to speak English, and I will explain how that happened. So I hope you'll come and join me. Mamanama Gautam. Lots of other words. Uh, Jalam, Pushpam, Deva, Falam, many other words. And that's in just two, three minutes. One thing I was really pleasantly surprised about was how easy, within 10 minutes, we could actually converse to say what your name was, what my name was, how to describe some of the objects which I find it to be uh, you know, inspiring. So I'll, I'll be taking these lessons forward now. Thank you for the exposure. I came to temple, I just see the tag and then I just uh, see, they say, people are going to new learn language, so Sanskrit. So it's great. I love it. Uh, see how it's going on. So that's it. Nice. आज 19:11:17 को लक्ष्मी नारायण मंदिर में संस्कृत का प्रोग्राम है लेक्चर जो सभी दूर-दूर से भक्ताए हैं हमारे ओम शर्मा जी यहां मंदिर के चेयरमैन हैं इंद्रा जी वहां पर बैठी हुई हैं वो कैशियर हैं जन और सभी बहुत अच्छे ढंग से मंदिर चल रहा है आप सभी से प्रार्थना है कि अपने बच्चों का जन्मदिन पूजा पाठ हवन यज्ञ कुछ भी करना है तो ये आपका लोकल मंदिर है इसमें आकर जरूर आप अपना सहयोग करें और बहुत जल्दी ऊपर ये मंदिर बनने वाला है जो आप ये भगवान मूर्ति देख रहे हैं ये ऊपर जाएगा आप सबके सहयोग से और शर्मा जी का अथक प्रयास और कर्मशील हैं भगवान इनको लंबी उम्र दे और आप सबका बहुत-बहुत धन्यवाद ओम शांति 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 ओम um uh, we'll have the second session with our eminent speaker david stoller he is a panini vyakran gyata vidwan so i'm glad that david graced this occasion and gave us this session so um may i request everyone to put their phones on silent and uh, and as little talking chatting as possible so yeah so that we, uh, you can hear david easily and uh, uh, thank you I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to david and, and not to forget to mention david is my guru as well i'll learn from him the sanskrit Thank you very much, and thank you for coming. I hope I can make it worth your while. I'm going to be speaking mainly autobiographically, which is a bit of a selfish thing, but it's to illustrate a very interesting phenomenon uh, with several streams. The title of the talk suggests, uh, in fact, shows what an unusual thing it is for an Englishman to be speaking, to be teaching Sanskrit, mainly to Hindus. It's a slightly new development, in fact. Um, but it's slightly um, a misnomer, because I probably know more English than most of you. My grandparents came over from Russia 
uh, and didn't speak English. I think they hardly spoke English even up to the end of their days. My parents on uh, hardly had any schooling because they had to be out selling things in the market. Uh, and uh, so that might have meant that their children would have had a good education and set up the family in a new country. But we were of a new generation the, of the uh, 50s and 60s where we weren't interested in anything material. It was a time of spiritual movements. I'll tell you a bit more about that. Uh, in fact, I grew up my first eight years in Wembley in a road called Eagle Road, which is <laughs> off of Ealing Road. And those of you, I can see that many of you know Ealing Road and you know what it's like. Well, when I was young, there wasn't an Indian person there. Uh, my father sold shoes at Wembley Market, which doesn't exist anymore, up the top of Ealing Road. And there were some West Indian people, which was not what the Gita is saying. And I used to spend all my spare time doing this. While our house fell down. Right, while our house fell down around us, that's right. Uh, I ignored the screaming kids before she tells you that. Um, and I then discovered a wonderful scripture, some of you will know it, called the Vishnu Sahasranama Stotra, the thousand names of Vishnu. It's actually a thousand and eight but that's because 1008 adds up to 9, and everything in Vedanta has to add up to 9. So the thousand names, and I, I just love to recite them. So I, at my lunch hours at Westminster Abbey, this was a new thing for Westminster Abbey, around the cloisters where the monks used to recite their psalms, but I was reciting the thousand names of Vishnu. <laughs> And the funny thing was, nobody looked up or looked at me strangely. I, I, I was doing it semi-loudly, you know. And then I began to study each name. I spent my evening studying these names, and they, they're so full of magic. So I looked them up in the dictionary. Then somebody showed me how to use the Dhatu Pata, which gives you the meaning of the Dhatu, which is in each word. So I went back and I started again, and I, started, and I began to keep this manuscript, which I wrote as beautifully as I could, because I was a trained artist, so I didn't just write it any old how. And I put all the information for each name, then I discovered there was a commentary on the thousand names of Vishnu by the Adi Shankaracharya, the original Shankaracharya. So I went back and started again. Now here's a little thing I can pass on to you. Each time I had a new idea, like I should look up the Dhatus, I should study the commentary, the first, the idea came in, and then there was a big no, because it meant work. But I said yes. And I think anything in life I've achieved is through overcoming the no. 
Just a little hint. Next time something in you says, Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Any, <laughs> did you say the washing up? <laughs> you, have, you have to discriminate. <laughs> anyway. Um, thinking of taking a walk. <laughs> um, so there I was. I, I translated the thousand names. I put it into English verse. Just It was another thing I had to say yes to. And it was shown to the head of our school and he thought a lot of it and he put me in the new senior <coughs> Panini group. So, which I enjoyed, but we were studying the Laghu Siddhanta Kaumudi. Now, th this is composed by Waradaraja Acharya, who was the pupil of Bhatoji Dikshita, etc. And he must have belonged to a Krishna worshipping fraternity. Because all the examples in the Laghu are names of Krishna. And I knew that because they're also, most of them, names of Vishnu. So as we were studying this, these sutras with these examples, as soon as we came to a lovely name of Vishnu, where was I? I was Sanskrit at St. James's, which I, we, that still exists. Um, and we, were, we had to try to interest other people in taking the exams because if they pay the fees, Eventually, we don't have to pay so much to put the exams on. Um, we have, I'm not sure how many, 40 or 50 people in Nepal take our exam. We're networking in India, getting people to try, well, trying to get people to take it. Our textbooks are published by Motilal Banasidas in India. Uh, this is why I called my... Um, one of the reasons I called my talk Coles to Newcastle, because getting your Sanskrit textbook <coughs> written in India, in England, written in London, published in, uh, is it Delhi, they are? Yes. Yeah, Delhi. Um, it's quite an achievement, really. Uh, an unusual thing. Now, why should that be? I'll tell you why it should be, because our exams are spiritual, by which I mean they're based on the great epics. The stories, the first two books we wrote were on the stories of Krishna told in the Srimad Bhagavatam, you know, where he steals butter and does all the things that you would never expect a, an avatar to do, really. Um, then the next two books... The information about your classes which you have in London, where do you have... When do you have? Right. Well, when the next class said, is starting? Okay. It details. has all the information. It's, it starts on the twenty-first of April, mm -hmm. which is a Saturday morning, and it's at Olympia near Hammersmith, mm -hmm. in our girls and junior school building. Um, at the moment, it's free. By the way, you never know. Next, <laughs> next one might be. We might be charging thousands. <laughs> um, and. Basically, in two years, we hope to get you to uh, an IGCSE exam, and that's working at the moment. 
Um, Where do we get information? It's all there. It's all yeah, yes. Is there one particular on Pali's Vyakaran? Uh, well, that's that opportunity arises when you've done about a year and a bit. I have done about a year and a bit. <laughs> In my class. <laughs> so that we'd speak the same language, as it were. Um, but, I, I mean, people can come into the Panini class if they've got the right background. I've been amazed. One gentleman joined my group about four weeks ago. <coughs> and then asked to join the Panini group, and he seems quite happy. Yes, so he seems to be following what's going on. So can we join Panini group straight away? I would possible? never say no. Oh, yes, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go in his class. I'm not sure we've got any chairs left in our house, but... I uh, from my home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and we're just about to start the fifth chapter on the... Ajanta Punglinga, we've done the Sandhi yeah. Prakarana. Yeah, the Lagu Siddhant comedy as such as you said that you have learned it? Yes, sorry? Yeah. Do you do the Lagu Siddhant comedy as you said that you have learned? Yes, we, what class? happened was we, we wrote some very good books on the Lagu which we work through. It's got okay. the sutras, the Padani, <laughs> Explanation. I have got the book, but I find it so difficult to understand. Oh yes, no, you need a teacher. Yes, <laughs> you can't do it without a teacher. <laughs> okay, so we can join straight away. Yes. Okay. okay. See me after. Uh, well, actually, you can see my secretary. She's sitting behind you. <laughs> She'll give you the phone number. <laughs> Thank you very much. But that one, uh, but that one's not free. Okay, that's fine. That's not a problem. Yeah. Okay, good. Any other interesting questions? Do you do the uh, the normal Sanskrit, not Panini? Yes, yes. The Panini is, yourself, is a new thing. Yourself. The the actual classes, which on a Saturday morning, we first of all we learn the alphabet, and then we learn little stories and vocabulary, and then we learn a little bit of putting sentences together. And we work gradually up to uh, an exam. No, no Panini. But what it does include is um, what I call epic civilization, which is really a Vedanta course, which teaches you systematically the Vedantic teaching about um, the gunas, about the four stages of life, about everything you're going to meet in the Ramayana or Mahabharata that you wouldn't immediately understand. So for instance, in the Ramayana, as you know, Dasharatha decides he's going to hand the kingdom over to Prince Rama. Now what most people don't know, though you may well know it, is that's because he'd reached the third stage of life as a forest dweller. And so he was, this was the general scheme. But most people don't know that. Unlike our queen. Unlike our queen. Unlike our, absolutely right, yes. Yes, yes. she'd probably so, have less wrinkles. This we call Sanskriti. This is called Sanskriti. Well, it could be, Sanskrit. yes. I call it epic civilization. It means 
everything you need to know as a background yeah. to the great epics that you wouldn't know by just reading them. No. But this is Vedic Sanskriti. Yeah. Do, you know, do you understand? You can call it that, yes. Huh? No? Well, as in the sense of civilization. Mm. Yes. What the Vedas teach us. Yes, if you like, but it's not just the Vedas because it's, uh, it's everything that happened after the Vedas as well in the Puranas and the uh, Gita, etc., etc. Is this in Sanskrit or English? Oh, it's in English, but it's got Sanskrit terminology. So at the, there's five chapters. You learn them for the exam. You're, you get a third of your marks in the exam for knowing this. Oh, okay. And at the end of each chapter, we give you a list of sanjna, which are words that you need to understand everything in the chapter. So altogether, there may be 120 words that you'd be expected to understand um, to, to pass the exam. And this is... I've noticed among Hindus, who are most of my pupils now are Hindus, I, I'll talk about that in a minute, um, they love that even more than in the Sanskrit. Yes, I would, I'd be you know, you start talking about the four Purushartas or the, um, where do we go? Well, we, we teach the different lit the literature, Vedas, Upanishads, uh, Puranas, the sutras, we teach uh, to, to understand the scheme of literature. So, I think the group before my last group, which is the group with Arjun and Nita and Kanta, I realized that these people were coming to me because they wanted to know about their own background their own family traditions. They were and second or third generation English, they weren't getting a proper background in this and they wanted to know, they wanted to know the holy language, etc., etc. And so I began to aim the groups at people from second, third generation Hindu families because I sensed this hunger. And that... The last group I had, we started off with 44 people. It's quite a lot, bigger than anything I'd had before. The next group, I haven't started advertising, maybe today I have. I've already had 18 people wanting to be put on the register before I've even started trying to find people. So I'm expecting something up to 60 people to enroll. You've got enough space. In your house? Well, no, this is the one I take at the girls' school. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll use the assembly hall, I think. <laughs> you know, within a couple of terms, that's dropped down by 20 people because I do ask people to work. Yes. Um, you can't get anywhere unless you do a weekly bit of work. Are you in any way affiliated to SOAS? Because no, they no, Sanskrit as well. no. Um, so, as don't do a full Sanskrit course anymore. Um, they they do modules. So, for instance, you'd have to do one module on South Indian temple architecture, not just Sanskrit. Uh, they used to. Now, my wife's done some work in Soas. I don't know if it's still said. 
Right. But anyway, we're not affiliated to the universities because we're far more... How can I put this? We're interested not just learning Sanskrit, not just learning about the Sanskrit civilization, but actually living it. So that, um, to me, the Bhagavad Gita isn't a literature from some foreign culture that I'm interested in as an anthropologist. It's, got, it's the words of life. And that's my attitude towards it. And I think that's one reason people pick that up, that, um, that people are attracted to this approach. It's, it's not just like a museum uh, study. Asian tutors as well, or do they? Are they all not many? Um, I just picked up on the language, you know, the d and the th and on that little boy. Oh yeah. well, he was Chinese. He was Chinese, yeah. but his English was perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, like, you know, the I think he's a mathematics professor in Canada now. Uh, but yeah, he was rather special. Brilliant. Mm. But when I was there, we had a lot of people, we were, um, what's the word? We had the good will of the Swami Narayan people, the Pramukh Swami. And we got to know him a bit. And he was recommending his disciples, this is before they set up their own school. And we had so many Patels, that if it was very noisy in the assembly room, you just had to say, Patel, be quiet. And it would all fall totally... <laughs> <laughs> very difficult to do that. be quiet in the Patel. I have a, a personal question, sir. Uh, you said you, in, in earlier life, you had a depression and suicidal and said, what age were you, if you don't mind? I had a what, sir? Depression. Depression. Oh, yes. Well, I was 16. 16. And yeah. our guru, uh, Shantananda Saraswati, said something very interesting. I heard this much later. He said, at the age of 16, the human being has the light removed and it has to live on the treasures that it has been bestowed that have been bestowed on it by its upbringing from then on now if you haven't learnt as a child virtues how to live properly knowledge you know really a, a real education then when you're 16 you fall through and you've got nothing to support you that was borne out by my experience I, I didn't have a job either, as I so often if you're working at a job at that stage, you can get through more easily. You've got something to center your life on. But I didn't have that. But I I'm very grateful that I went through that. Yes. You yes. know, even though it was terribly uncomfortable at the time. What what we say, Ishwarya, you know, does everything for your good. Absolutely. 
Yes. Yes. Though you don't know it at the time. Though you don't know it at the time. Yes, very nice. Interesting. David, may I make a comment? Of course, everybody should. Nothing else to do. This school that David is uh, doing at the moment is not just for young boys and young girls. It is also for elders who are interested in understanding the Vedic knowledge. Myself, you may call people first generation, second, I'm the zeroth generation, and I did not know anything about my own culture until I heard the school that he is teaching now, and I attended his school, this is my second year of doing it, so I've done my first level of GCSE, but I've understood so much more. So what my message is, it is not just for young people, even elders are most welcome, so that you become enlightened a little bit more in terms of making your own mind when you read Bhagavad Gita or any other uh, Vedic uh, books. Professionals Thank like me. Thank you. We all travel, um, do everything, run a busy, and David keeps us in rain. Well, we all turn up on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, only special people turn up at 9 o'clock. Every, everyone else is late. I've learned a lot about the Indian community. <laughs> uh, you know, Indian <coughs> a lot of them, they don't come every three Saturdays because they've got a cousin coming over from Mumbai or they've got a wedding in Leicester or, you know, there's always something. <laughs> so, you, you know, you give and take. Uh, very nice people. <laughs> we are very, we are very uh, family oriented. Yes, and that's a great blessing. But it has its problems as well. <laughs> Seva course in India, Tamil Nadu, yeah, which is in English, which was the good thing for me, yeah, because I was very young when I came to this country. Right. And, you know, the sort of things you were talking about, yeah, we were discussed it in chapter 18 of the Bhagavad Gita, verse by verse, Sanskrit and yoga, meditation, everything we did for six whole weeks in the intention that we come back and follow that every day. But uh, it doesn't follow. But what I was going to say is that's another brilliant outlet, you know, for people if they want to give up six weeks. Yes. That just made me feel so proud to be Indian. We offer so much. It's so spiritual. India is so spiritual. Yes. It was just a lovely feeling to come back afterwards. Well, as, as you intimated, if you don't have some discipline to go to every week, it falls away. Yeah, yeah. And in the case of these lessons, we have an exam to work for. Yeah, we did and that, uh, Well, that makes a lot of difference. People work very hard if they've got an exam. Yeah. Now, once we've taken our basic exam, and people did well at that, and that won't exist actually anymore, uh, probably, they've withdrawn it. But the, we've got our higher exam coming up this May. And then we're going to go for an AS level, which is its last year in existence. So we're going to take advantage of that. And then I want to set up a 
Bhagavad Gita group where we work through verse by verse the whole of the Gita. What we do after that, I don't know. That's far enough ahead. Which is what I'm doing here as well. There's a group here. Right. Yeah, he goes, again in English. Yeah, yes. Well, we'll be able to look at it in Sanskrit because oh, yeah. we'll all have enough Sanskrit to yeah. look at it oh, yeah. and discuss it in English. In English. That's what we're doing as well. <laughs> mm. yeah. Right. We're on chapter four. Oh, right. Well, we'll have to catch you up when we get on to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting and enlightening. I mean, my father was already always very disciplined person. He was a yogi, yeah, and he has an ashram in Hastings. Oh, right. A yoga ashram, yeah. So maybe the influence is coming from there. <laughs> yes. Uh, if there is one verse from Gita which will just... Uh, make us really satisfied, happy, and at peaceful. Which would it be? From Gita? Oh, well, I, I always like that verse, Ahamatma Gudakesha. Mm -hmm. And then I always forget the next bit. But that's enough. I mean, <laughs> the Atman, you don't really need any more. I remember the uh, stories of Ramakrishna. He used to just say one verse of a scripture and then go into samadhi. He never got further than the first word. <laughs> So, no, it's not the verse, is it? Ahamatma Gudakesha Sarva Bhuta And then it goes Aham Adish Chamadhyangcha Bhuta Namanta Ewacha uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll just make a guess. It's something like 12. But it starts Ahamatma, if you've got an index. That, I believe, was Ramana Maharshi's favorite verse from the Gita. So the, I mean, the children at um, St. James's, can they actually, like what Madhuri Maharaj taught us this morning, can no, they actually no, no. converse in Sanskrit and all that? No, that, that's, I, I played around with the idea of introducing spoken Sanskrit. Mm. And uh, in their very early years, we used to have Sanskrit lunches, where kimichcha si, falamichcha mi, etc., etc. We got a bit of conversation going. But there were two problems. One, there just wasn't enough time to do that as well as learning to read and write and the scriptures and the exams and the grammar. And two, I didn't know it myself. I attended one of these 10-day sessions at the Bhavan. Um, but as I told you, I failed my French O-level. I'm not a very good linguist. My ability at Sanskrit is totally to do with my love of the language and my conviction that that it will lead me to enlightenment, which you don't get with French, by the way. <laughs> Have you ever had any uh, um, affiliation with the Hare Krishna group? Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. Well, it's interesting you should say that because. Uh, 
there's Kanja at the back there. She's teaching at the uh, Kingsbury uh, Krishna of Avanti School, which is run by the Krishna people. They have set up a number of schools and I believe they've got plans for more mm. and they want to teach Sanskrit but they're really not getting their act together about it. They will eventually I'm sure but um, they're not quite willing to accept our course but there isn't an alternative, certainly not in England uh, so they'll, they'll eventually accept it and then they'll have to think about training up teachers so I've got my secret weapon sitting at the back there, ready to and learning. To look the right, yeah. <laughs> so that you know, it's there. And uh, there's another thing you see: the Swami Narayan School at Neesden. They, they don't teach Sanskrit. Yeah. No. No. They teach Gujarati. They don't teach Sanskrit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we had. Um, no, I'm talking about the. Uh, in Alderman, you know, the Hare Krishna temple. At Watford? At Watford. Yes. Uh, but we don't have anything to do with them officially, no. They have got school, doesn't No, no, I'm asking... This has nothing to do with the, uh, what they are saying. The schools in... Uh, no, Avanti is Hare Krishna school. Not by that temple. Yes, by it, yes is. It, is. it is. It is. The Krishna Avanti School is sponsored by ISKCON, which yes. is the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Okay. Yes. Okay, thanks. We must get round to it because they publish those books, Bhagavad Gita as it is, and the series of Srimad Bhagavatam. I once met the man, he was an American, who helped. Uh, Prabhupada, was it? Yeah. Um, write those books. Yeah. He was... Uh, so they'll eventually start teaching it again, uh, or more seriously, I'm sure. Anyway, just to uh, inform you, just to let you know that in our Samaj London, it was stealing. We have got uh, Sanskrit classes there. Oh, really? Right. And, uh, we have got it's near Waitrose, isn't it? Yeah. Near yeah. Waitrose, yeah. <laughs> So we st um, started learning about four years ago, and now we are uh, through the sixth year. There are there is a senior class started four years ago, and there is a junior class started two years ago. We, we we are still in the learning, just Sanskrit. Good. Not any other. Well done. Uh, Keep it up. Languages. No. Right now, I think I'm. Shall we sign off now? If that's okay. Uh, yeah. If, uh, sorry, I'll make uh, quickly make an announcement about yes. questions. Thanks everyone. Um, I hope you, I'm sure you uh, definitely enjoyed the session. And if you have any questions, um, we have a WhatsApp group for Indic Book Club, and uh, you can visit the web website and uh, put your questions on the. Yeah, become part of WhatsApp group. Put your questions there and uh, get more information. How many, how many WhatsApp emails do we get every day? <laughs> no, that, that's a good, good question. WhatsApp is something that can easily go out of hands. So, yeah. But the good thing is, it does limit the number of members in the group. So, yeah. But, but we do not have like uh, thousands posts every day. Uh, just maybe in ten, tens 
Oh, somewhat. Okay. So yeah. Is okay. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, all of you coming here uh, for the session, and uh, of course, it's uh, for the cause of Sanskrit. We all love Sanskrit. Yes. And let's keep the love going and uh, make you. Sanskrit. Thank you very much. Thank thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, thank David, and, and thanks to our previous speaker as well. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Nice to meet you. सरल भाषा संस्कृतम सरस भाषा संस्कृतम सरस सरल मनोज्ञ मंगल देव भाषा संस्कृतम मधुर भाषा संस्कृतम मधुर मनोहरामृतुल्य भाषा संस्कृत Chodakam, Kalu Vishwa Pasha Samskritam